Welcome to No Ordinary Women, the podcast where two ordinary broads chat about extraordinary women, the good, the bad, and the batshit crazy. Hi, I'm Lynn. Hi, I'm Rose. Hi, I'm Lynn. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, y'all. Sorry, I... Lynn's a mess. I'm a mess. I had a margarita while I was waiting for our dinner, and it probably was not a good idea because I don't have a lot of food in my body. <laughs> so, and I'm drinking another one. So Listen. now she's drunk. Oh my god! I'm gonna have to cut that. I'm gonna have to cut Lynn's whole <laughs> part of this <laughs> episode. So we're recording on a weird day today because life happened, as I posted on our. On our cocktail of the week. I know. Post. We're so, like, our recording schedule is so screwed up. It's We usually crazy. record every Thursday night. And we haven't recorded on Thursday in, like, three weeks, <laughs> four weeks. I think it's been, like, four weeks. Yeah. It's been it's been crazy. We um, So we're recording today because Rose had some family, like, um, scheduling conflicts. And, uh, you know, I have no life, so I could just record whenever. Um, but I did go and play soccer today with not enough food in my body. And there was no women subs, so I played the entire game. Then I went and drank a margarita. So if I just slip out slurs just to go. <laughs> but if y'all, any of you guys that follow me on social media saw that I just got to go to Europe with my daughter. It oh, yeah, was, this is our first recording. This is our first then. recording. It was amazing. My daughter took me to Europe. It was, we went to Germany. Well, Munich, and then we went to Austria. Uh, in Austria, we visited and stayed in uh, Ziefeld, and we didn't stay in Innsbruck, but we visited Innsbruck and um, oh my god, there's another town. Mm. Oh my god, like Mary uh, Maryfield or Maryfield or something like that. And then we went to Italy, a little town in the Alps in Italy. So mm-hmm. we hiked the Alps. I backpacked. I threw my suitcase away on day like three and bought a hiking backpack. So we backed, I I backpacked around Europe, you guys. It was amazing. I have to tell you, it was, I can't even explain. And I got to go to a professional soccer match, which was holy crap. That's so awesome. Oh my God. The energy in that arena, I, like, I, it's crazy. So it was very fun. Did Caitlin enjoy it? She used to play soccer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She played. Um, she did enjoy it. We just had some, we just couldn't believe, like, when we got there, like, there was, like, the stadium was, like, kind of empty. And we were like, gosh, there's a lot of empty seats. And, man, when that game started, that, there, you could not see an empty, empty Oh, really? Seat. Wow. And then two sections over from us, which was we were really weird. I've never seen, everybody was standing up. It was, like, a whole section where people just stood up. And I was like, oh, my Fuck God, that, that would be miserable. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, they were all standing and they were packed in there. That's crazy. So, that yeah, nice. it was. Yeah. But, you know, it's so cool. Like, they give you, like, the plastic tumblers like they do at, like, the UVA games or whatever. Yeah. Right? They're, like, the big. But you get a $2 um, refund when you bring it back to have it refilled. Oh, that's nice. And I'm like, yeah, well, imagine that. They care about the world. They care about the yeah. recycling. Hmm, imagine yeah. that. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't want to come back, by the way. Um, <laughs> of yeah, Austria didn't. is beautiful and clean and lovely. Um, I, I'm telling you, it was great. So, if you don't follow me, I'm my account is public, so you can you can look at my pictures. I've I posted pictures from days one, two, and three. I think I need to post the picture, the rest of the pictures from like the rest of the week. I know you just posted the ones. Day three for day like three. this morning or last night. Yeah. And I was like, I, where did Lynn go? I just, you're like day three. I was like, where's Lynn? 
I'm just like so tired of like trying to post them. I'm like, Ugh. And then th- when we, during the trip, we were like, we hiked a whole bunch. So when we got back to the hotel or the apartment. You were like dead. I was dead. I was like trying to post and I was like, I can't even, I can't even edit a photo. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so that dark. kind of exhaustion. Yeah. And we really didn't drink that much. And so, like, we'd have, like, one glass of wine or one beer or something like that with dinner. And it knocked me out. Like, I was – we got back to the room and I was asleep in no time. So, yeah. That's the best feeling, though. Yeah. So, so Rose was so sweet. So, she did – the week before before I left, we did um, two episodes on the same night. And she did – I did one and she did one. And then she took my space for this week so I wouldn't have to do a story while I was out of town. And I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome. So let's hope my story next week is not shitty. (laughs) Because I've had like a month and a half to work on it. Well, I'm thinking like, oh, my God, I already have to start working on my story again in a week. (laughs) I know. It's a lot. I know. It is. It's a lot. But we love you guys. Thank you. Yeah. And we try not to have any breaks because. Yeah. We feel like it's good to be consistent. And we know that you guys like kind of have like emotional attachment to us and it's hard we're not here (laughs) we don't want to disappoint you all we don't want to disappoint you so what what what, um drink are we having tonight lynn oh so you guys just a little a tidbit of information we are drinking uh brazos tacos um watermelon jalapeno margaritas you guys they are the best i've been craving them if you live anywhere near Charlottesville or find yourself driving through Charlottesville, which is very common if you're going anywhere from, you know, east to west in Virginia. Um, I'm telling you, these are the margaritas you want. They're fresh. They're yummy. They're delicious. They're fantastic. So, um, yeah. Thank you, Brazos. We love you. And then we have our dinner tonight at our break is Brazos Tacos. Cow tongue tacos. Because we love cow tongue tacos. <laughs> Lynn told me she was buying me some cow tongue tacos. My favorite. She got sassy with me. I had to put her in her place. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, you guys, all their margaritas are the best, but these are... Ugh. They're so good. Like, I could drink like four of them. I drank one while I was waiting for the order, which was probably a mistake. And um, I just said to the girl, I'm like, oh my God, I could sit here and drink these all day. She, she looks at me like, oh, okay, I'll keep. <laughs> She's like, all right, we need to watch her. I know, I'm just tired. I've had a long day. That's the worst, though, when you drink after. Like a game. Like yeah, working out, yeah. Really hard. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you're, like, hot. We know you're hot. So you when you hear Sunday Fun Day, what do, what, do, what do you think? Like, what does that mean to you? Um, You know, brunch, cocktails. Okay. Sunday, relaxing, fun day. Charlotte, we were at like TJ Maxx and Charlotte picked out a sweatshirt that said Sunday, fun day on it. Uh-huh. And she put it on when we got home and Chris was like, I can't believe you bought her that. And I was like, why? What? <laughs> like, what does that mean? Is there like a secret <laughs> yeah. meeting? He's like, yeah, that means getting like drunk. And I was like, what? I didn't think that. I didn't ever think that. When I think Sunday, fun day, I think like brunch cocktails, like a whole afternoon of like Fun and food. I just always thought it was like it rhymes, so people are like Sunday Fun Day. I don't. Does it? We'll have to. We'll have to look that up. I don't on know. I was like, Urban but Dictionary. why would they put it on a kid's sweater? It's not like she was in like the adult section. I'll have to look it up on Urban Dictionary because I I don't know. I don't know either. How about Chris? He thinks he knows everything. Sunday. Oh, it was on the Barbie shirt. Sunday Fun Day. 
right. Sunday fun day meaning. The last day of the weekend, typically following two nights of heavy drinking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> to lay out and play in, play in the sun with the group of close. That's so funny. It says, well, I clicked on the link and it's not showing me. Drinking heavily starting as early on Sunday as physically possible. Sunday fun day starts with unlimited champagne brunch and continue until you pass out at a gutter. <laughs> What are you reading? You pass out a you pass out in a gutter on a bar stool in the bathroom or face down in the sand. <laughs> Sunday fun day ended with me waking up face down in the sand at six PM on Sunday. Sunday fun day is the only holiday that comes more than once a year and in fact is the only common drinking event that occurs fifty two times a year. Oh my god. Oh my god. Don't let her wear outside the house. <laughs> It's recognized in the Midwest and the eastern United States, mostly in Michigan, as the day of the week that you become the most inebriated. <laughs> oh, oh, my, my God. It's so, so funny. So Drinking funny. usually begins early in the afternoon with Bloody Marys or coffee with Kahlua. Shots are consumed randomly during the day. Sounds like Charlotte's typical Sunday. Yeah, it, does. it sounds like Charlotte won't be wearing that shirt to school. This is Urban Dictionary. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Sorry, Char. <laughs> you won't be wearing that to school. Her teacher's like, Char wears that to school and brings in her teacher a Bloody Mary in a, in a, in a ball jar. <laughs> <laughs> Why did they put that on a kid's shirt? It must have been somebody like me making the shirt and like, oh, Sunday, fun day. That That's happens all the time. Thing. People have no idea. I can't believe your husband's more in touch with the times than we are. No. I mean, I thought for sure you would know. We would have to fix that. No, I've never... I mean, this dude. Oh, if anybody's right. getting inebriated on Sunday, it's going to be Lynn. No, I play soccer. I can't be inebriated. Well, you just soccer. did. Last time I did, I got you a red just card. Did. No, I didn't. You did play. it after the game. Yeah, I didn't do it before. <laughs> All right, tell us. Tell okay. Us, anyway, talk to us, Rose. Talk to us. Now that we've been recording for six hours, ten minutes. <laughs> Now that we've lost all our listeners. <laughs> yeah. Now that no one's listening. <laughs> all four listeners are gone. They're like, click off. <laughs> I told you what Char said, right? Oh, no. So I was making a joke about I got a good spot at Costco. Uh-huh. A good parking spot. And I was like, oh, they must have saved the spot for me because I'm a famous podcaster. <laughs> and Charlotte goes, what are you talking about? Nobody even listens to your podcast. <laughs> 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 I was like, oh my God, you are so mean. I do that all the time. I used to say that with my kids. I'm like, oh, they knew I was famous. The famous person was coming, so they saved me a spot. I always do that. But um, yeah, Did they the ever other... throw shade at you like that? Yeah. Well, no, the other day I was, Charlotte was in the car with Rose, and I said, um, and Rose is like, <laughs> Rose is like, Char, mi- Char misses um, Penelope. And she's like, Char, don't you miss Penelope? Or tell tell Lynn uh, how much you miss Penelope. And Char goes, I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, she does not, not like my dog. <laughs> <laughs> Penelope stayed with the Steins while I was gone. I swear she missed, she missed her for like the day after. But I guess she forgot. She's <laughs> Real like, quick. I do. She just, she, just get used to it, girl, because it's only going to get worse. She's As she gets older, she's going to so treat you how stupid you are and <laughs> yeah. tell you you're just dumb all the time. So, All right. Anyway, so today I'm doing Lori Vallow. Right here in the room? No, that is disgusting. Oh, sorry. I'm not going to do her. 
You're going to talk about her? I'm going to talk about tell her. Tell us about her. Okay. Today, I'm going to tell you about Lori Vallow. <laughs> <laughs> Lori Vallow? Yeah. So she's the um, LDS oh. woman who was like in the cult and killed her kids and husband. And Isn't this in the news right now? She just was sentenced. Yeah. Wait. She was like a... Like, um, I just saw this. Isn't she like a, wasn't she like a YouTube person or something too? No, you're thinking about that lady who abused her kids. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was thinking about her. That she was, was like some YouTube, I think she was like a, a she religious was, person too. She was a YouTuber and like her. It was like, like eight passengers or something, YouTube. I don't know. She was like, her um, punishment was like controversial, but people like still followed her. Yeah. And she had like a, okay, so it's different. Okay. And people like um, reported her to the police all the time because she... I actually watched a video on that because I was like, what the hell? Like, I had never yeah. heard of her before. And her son, like, her teenage son had told his brother, like, made a... <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny. His, like, younger brother, he told him, he, like, woke him up early one, <laughs> one morning. And he was like, we're going to Disneyland. Pack your bags. Which is the meanest fucking thing. He, so he told him that, and the little boy gets up and packs... The, the kid was, like, a preteen. Like, he wasn't uh-huh. that little. So the little boy gets up and packs his bags, and he's, like, ready to go. And he's like, I'm just kidding. We're not going anywhere. <gasps> Which is... It's super mean. I mean, it's funny, but it's super mean. Oh, my and God. And I would be really pissed if my kid did that. But she she took away his bedroom. Like, his- I don't know where he was sleeping, but he was sleeping somewhere on a beanbag. I've taken the door off my kids' bedroom. No, no. But, yeah, but she the took whole away bedroom. his bedroom, and yeah. he was sleeping on a beanbag for, like, a long time, like six months or something. Oh, my God. Yeah, like a really long time. That's and that's what she shared on, on the um, like, one of her videos. I'm like, what is she not sharing if she's that, you know what I mean? If yeah, she, because that's kind of weird. It's a little excessive, right? Yeah, to make your teenager sleep on a beanbag? Like, how big was a beanbag? He wasn't a little kid, you know? Yeah, that's, that's weird. That's super weird. Now, I would be really pissed if my son did that to one of my daughters. I can't even imagine Joseph even thinking about I that. I mean, Joseph wouldn't do that, but... No. I mean, at first, I would laugh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's kind of funny, but it's, it's, kind it's, of, it's, it's mean. But it's really mean to the kid. Because who has to pay the, the, deal with the wrath of that young kid that's yeah. like, what are we going? What are we going? What are we going? Yeah. Or crying, crying, because I mean, they're yeah, not going. I mean, yeah, because you'd, like, seriously break that kid's heart. Yeah. But still, like... Talk to him about it and tell yeah, him. But that kid's heart was already broken when it realized it was born into your family, so it's okay. Yeah, and the fact that she's like duct taping him and not feeding him. Is that not right? Probably the best thing that happened to him. Yeah, you're not supposed to duct tape him. Oh, that's new. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, you guys. <laughs> it was fine when your kids were growing. Yeah, I never duct taped my kids. I never did. <laughs> yeah. I never, Make ever that did. clear. Yeah. <laughs> I never, never ever did. did. I A promise. lot of other stuff, but never duct taped them. <laughs> Christina duct taped Canelo when he he was little. Mm. Have you heard that story? Mm-mm. He, I think he woke up, or she, she was at home and he, she got a call from the neighbor. I was like, your brother is up here, spray painting the our fence. <laughs> you know, Canelo was like, a oh no, awful kid. And <laughs> I mean, typically your mom would deal with that, but go ahead, Christina. Yeah. <laughs> so Christina, I don't know if it was that same incident, but she brought him home and like she couldn't control him, so she. Duct taped him to the office chair. <laughs> she knew what she only, had to he do. was an out of control kid. Was the I know, only thing but she, she was do. a kid too. Yeah, I know. How was she supposed? Like she's like, all right, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to duct tape you to the chair until I get back from work. I mean, I, 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 like, that's why you shouldn't be a parent when you're a kid. <laughs> 
But she, right. as far as I know, she doesn't duct tape her own children. No, they love her. <laughs> All right. So anyway, you ready? Woody. So Lori Vallow was always very religious. She grew up in the LDS church and was a strong believer from the very start. Both of her parents are interviewed in the Netflix documentary Sins of Our Mother. And that's where I got most of the information for this story. And while her mother doesn't mention much about the church, her dad is obviously extremely religious. They all are, but you can tell, like, you know, when people talk about it and you can tell that's, like, their identity. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So her dad talked one time about how he was telling her stories from the Bible and she started crying and she ran to her siblings and told them that her father was a spiritual giant. And do you know what that... I don't know how much you know about. I, I I don't know what a spiritual giant is. So a spiritual giant is those who have made it their quest to realize the constant companionship of the Holy Spirit will awaken in the next life as spiritual giants, in contrast to the infancy of others who have lived without God in this world. So he was, you know, like very dedicated. Kind of like me. Yes, you're a spiritual giant. Yeah. And when he's being interviewed in this documentary, he's talking about, like, her the crime she committed, because this is obviously after she committed her crime. Uh-huh. And um, he said that the Heavenly Father still loves her and all people who have been taken captive by Satan. Oh. <laughs> hmm. Is that annoying? Is that Julia coming down the stairs, it, it like, one like at Julia, a time? Like playing basketball or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So she was really eating up the whole religious thing from the very start. Her mom said she took to it right away. So Lori was the third of four children. She had two older brothers, Alex and Adam, and one younger sister, Summer. And her family was very close. She got married for the first time in 1992 when she was 19 years old to her high school sweetheart, Nelson Yanes. The marriage didn't last long and they had no children. In 1995, she married William Lagoya, and they had a son named Colby, and that marriage was not good from the start and was very short-lived. And they divorced the next year in 96. That's two! So I think he, I didn't outright say it, but I think he was abusive and they fought a lot. So she took a break for a while and didn't get married again until 2001. Good for her. Find yourself, girl. When she met, so she was... Still, like, in her 20s. <laughs> this is her third marriage. When she met Joseph Ryan. So, Joseph and Lori had a daughter they named Tylee in 2002. Kylie? Tylee. T-Y-L-E-E. Okay. And during their marriage, Lori was in Miss Tex- in the Miss Texas pageant. Oh. And she was on Wheel of Fortune. So, hold on. She was in the Miss Texas, but she was a, a Ms. You could be in the Miss Texas if you're a Ms. It says, it says Ms. M.S. Texas. Yeah. Oh, but she would have been married. I don't know yeah. how it works. Because Miss Texas is like M-I-S-S. Oh. Or then there's like Mrs. Texas for like women that are married. Well, I don't I think don't there's know. a Ms. Someone, Texas. They just said Miss Texas. M.S.? I don't know. I didn't ask them to spell it, Lynn. It was a, it was a documentary I was watching. Rose. I'm going to need you to get better facts next time because I don't think there's a Ms. Texas. How do you know? You don't, not, you don't even live in Texas. Because Texans don't believe in divorce because oh, that's, that's against the Lord Jesus Christ and Savior. Well, she's LDS and she's been divorced twice already and she's in her uh, 20s. She's, so. not, she's going to hell. 
Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) She can't be saved. She gone. So they they actually show a video of her um, on Wheel of Fortune. And you can tell, like, she's a little off. Like, she just, there's something a little off about her. when she spins a wheel? No. Oh. Oh, off, like, mentally. Yeah. Okay. um, I meant off balance. (laughs) (laughs) Punch you. (laughs) (laughs) So, oh, wait, um, that's on the price is right when they spin the wheel and they fall down, not on the Wheel of Fortune. Sorry. Yeah, I was wondering, like, yeah. whoever fell down. You know down when the people the... fall down yeah, and they get stuck know, under the wheel? Yeah, I know, I think that oh wheel God, is, like, I, super heavy. I, 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 I secretly wish for the person to fall down every time they spin Do the you? wheel. And that's really mean. I love Price is Right. I'm going to be on Price is Right one day. Okay, to the tube top. <laughs> they won't pick you, don't worry. <laughs> I'll go with you. They'll pick you. They will pick me in a tube top, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> He'll be like, oh, my God, to me, put on some clothes. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so um, she t- uh, told her sister-in-law that God had told her that she was going to be on Will of Fortune. Oh. So I'll just mention that already at this point, she's, like, kind of saying that God's, like, talking to her. And this is 2002-ish. And the family is, like, I don't know. I guess they're just so religious that they don't recognize how deep in it she is and how, like, kind of... I don't... Maybe it's common for people to say they talk to God and he tells them to be on... Will of Fortune. Will of Fortune. Yeah. I... I don't know. I don't know either. So, Colby, her son, said that her her marriage to... Joseph Ryan was amazing at first. He finally had a real family, and he was obsessed with his little sister, Tylee. But soon, after the marriage, Ryan started to kind of seem annoyed whenever Colby was around. And every little thing that Colby would do, like if he chewed with his mouth open or something, it would piss Ryan off. And he would go so far as to, like, punch him in the back of the head. Ah! Yeah. So he got, like, really, I think, verbally and physically abusive with him. And Kobe said that he was so scared of him and he didn't feel like he could ever do anything right, which made me really sad for him. That is really scary. So, according to Kobe, soon the, sur- sexu- the physical abuse turned sexual. And he got up the nerve and told his mom. And he said that she went completely silent when he told her. That the stepdad? That was- the stepdad was, oh, was no. abusing him. And... He said that he always felt like that moment was what ruined her life and was, like, her breaking point. Like, he he was a kid, and he, like, blamed it on himself, you know? Oh, my God. I can't even imagine. Because I'm I'm sure he's, like, trying to justify, like, well, my mom's marriage went to shit, and it's my fault because, yeah, you know? Yeah. If she didn't have me, it would have been fine. So soon Lori started telling everyone, including her bishop, that she wanted to murder Ryan— and so Kobe she should. Yeah, I can't blame her for that. So Kobe says in the documentary that he was sexually abused by Ryan, but Lori says that Tylee was also sexually abused by him. Oh my god. And when they split up, he got visitation rights with Tylee. What the fuck? Well, hold on. Oh my god. I can't so, hold on her. <laughs> hold on. So there's a recording of Lori talking to I believe it was her bishop. And she said, 
I was going to murder him. I was going to kill him, like the scripture says, just to stop the pain and to stop him coming after me and to stop him coming after my children. I think it's a totally normal feeling. I just thought I couldn't take it anymore. And I would go through the scriptures and find all these things like if he comes against you once, if he comes against you twice, if he comes against you three times, then you can kill him. It says it in the scriptures in the back book of Mormon. I was like, there it is. There's my answer. So, yeah, she felt like it was kind of telling her that she could kill Absolutely. him. Absolutely. I mean, I I mean, I'm not saying go and kill people, but I think that that's a totally normal feeling. Oh, yeah. And I 100 yeah. percent. So. After so that was the documentary. OK, mm-hmm. so I did some obviously more research and reading. Oh, I'm so proud of you. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> so um, I kind of went down a rabbit hole and a lot of a lot of things lead to the fact that it was Lori pushing this on the kids to make them say this. Yeah. Oh, no. So um, Joseph Ryan's sister, I think her name's Amy or Anna or something. She says that. That, jo- that Joseph Ryan was abusive to Colby. Like, she didn't like the way he treated him. Mm. She thought he was really mean to him. But the psychologists for Lori say that sh- they actually believe that she was pushing on Tylee, who was only three at that point, to say that Ryan was abusing her. Oh, because no. Tylee actually said to them that mommy told me to say that oh, or something God. like that. And Why? so... Why are you going to put that shit in your kid's head? I know. So they don't really think that she was abused. But they're also unsure about if Colby was abused by Ryan, mm-hmm. a lot of people seem to think he was abused by someone, but maybe not him. Oh, Jesus. Um, there was, there's a lot of talk about the family being like very sexualized and possibly Lori and her brother Alex having some kind of a relationship, sexual relationship. Oh, good grief. They're never going to heaven, Rose. Yeah, so I don't know what the fuck was going on in that family. Mm. So after Lori left Joe for good, they moved from place to place for a few years until t- 2005 when Lori met Charles Vallow. Mm. That tequila, good girl. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Sorry, y'all, I just had another I thought sip. you were going to say something about Charles Vallow. <laughs> no, God, I just made another margarita and God damn that tequila, good. I said one margarita. Oh, so I said That song. I don't know the I don't know the words. Anyway, go ahead. You can cut that out. <laughs> no, I'm not. So everyone said that Charles was like a really good guy. He had two sons of his own and he wanted to take care of Tylee and Colby. Aww. And he was really wealthy. So this is husband number three? Four. Four. That's right, because he was three, four. Okay. Yeah, Joseph was three and this lady's four. I mean man is four. So in twenty twelve, wow. Charles's sister's son. So his nephew had a little boy named JJ. Charles' um, sister and her husband were going to take care of JJ. The, the son couldn't take care of him for whatever reason. So the mom, his sister, and her husband were going to take care of him. But they were unable to. I don't know if they were older or if whatever. They had health problems or whatever. So Charles and Lori adopted him. JJ um, was autistic. Mm-hmm. And he was like two when they adopted him. Um, no, I think he was a baby, actually. I mean, two is pretty close to a baby. So everyone thought they were crazy. Like, you're 
you're adopting. They were older, you know, and mm-hmm. you're adopting this autistic baby. Like a special needs kid. Yeah. It's a lot of work. I know. I shouldn't say that. You're adopting this autistic baby, but that's no, kind of how they so said it, you know. Work and, yeah, I mean. Yeah. Um, but everyone loved JJ, and he kind of, like, brought the family together. You know mm-hmm. when there's that, like, younger kid yeah. that's born? and Well, they're used like, yeah. It's just, like, they, they're very simple in, like, what they need and love yeah, and want, right. you know? And yeah. so it kind of brings you, grounds the whole family, I think. Right. So JJ and Tylee were especially close, She and she was kind of like a mother figure to him, and she really took care of him. Probably because his mom, her mom was crazy. And it was during this time that Colby says their house started to change. The LDG, oh my God, (laughs) I got like heat in my throat all of a sudden. (laughs) The LDS church became a bigger topic in their house and family pictures started to get replaced with pictures of the temple. Lori started saying that angels were talking to her and only she could see them. Mm. One day an angel came to her and told her that she needed to move to Kauai, so they did. Ugh, I wish an angel would do that and pay for it for me. (laughs) So it sounds like they had a really good life in Hawaii. The kids loved it, and everyone settled in really well. My God, how I could know. you not love it? Well, and there's a lot of Mormons in Hawaii, too. There right? are a lot of yeah. Mormons in Hawaii, Yeah, surprisingly. I don't understand. Like, why? Do you know why? I mean, like, I'm not trying to be, like, argumentative or anything. But, like, what is the reason there's so many Mormons in Why are in you Hawaii? arguing with me? I'm not arguing, Rose. <laughs> You're the one who said I just remember it. when we went there, like, there's... No, yeah, there did, are. Like, there's um, so many. I don't there's... know. I know a lot of Mormon people, though. I don't have no idea. I have no idea. Okay. Probably because they went over there and... They're like, oh my God, it's beautiful here. Why are we going to live in the stupid continental United States? Well, we I was here. thinking that the Mormons probably went over there and... What is it called when you try to get somebody to join your religion? Mm. Recruited them? No, they do that. <laughs> um, they knock on your door. What's it called? Um, God darn it. What's it called when they do that? They Their mission? The, the mission, yeah, yeah. The boys do their mission. So I don't know. Maybe they were like, I want to go to Hawaii and do my mission. I know, but I feel like there's so much in Hawaii. There's like the church. There's like, there's yeah. like the, yeah. Anyway. I, I have no idea. More so, on that next week, all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're just going to cover the Mormons in Hawaii next week. Yeah. So they started going to an LDS church where Lori met um, April Raymond and they hit it off. Um, April felt like an outcast. April was like a, a woman around Lori's age, and she kind of felt like an outcast in the church because she was a single mother. Oh, and it was hard. frowned upon. I guess Lori didn't care. She was like getting married and divorced. And <laughs> well, Lori's been, you know, she's thrown away four husbands at this point. <laughs> right. And um, Lori obviously experienced the same thing, so they, yeah. they grew really close. They were BFFs. And April said from the outside, it looked like Lori and Charles had the perfect marriage. And she like she was kind of jealous of their marriage, you know. It'd be really hard to be like a single mother in that environment. Really hard. In that religion. And you and know like people that are like judging you. Well, because everybody has, you know, like in my experience with Mormon people, this is my experience. Like they're very, they're very kind people. They're very... Um, that's the word I'm looking for. They're very family oriented. They're really nice people. They're not mean people. They're not like crazy weird right, people yeah. at all. They're really nice, like really nice people. And so to be in that environment and be at all those, like they have a lot of functions together and to go and show up and just be like single and everyone else has their spouse and they're very like yeah. loving and caring and the husbands help and dote on the kids. It's not just the mom dealing with all the kids themselves or anything. And yeah, I you and I have um, met different Mormon people. <laughs> really? 
Oh my god! All the Mormons I've met are just like the really? nicest people ever. Yeah, I've never. I honest personally have never met a Mormon that I didn't think was like a insanely nice human. Hmm. So interesting. Yeah, not the same over here. Hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I'm and clearly I worked, from this story. I worked at a, I worked for a family that owned a restaurant that was Mormon, and they were like always hired Mormon kids from the church, and they were all like the sweetest, nicest kids. Yeah. Yeah, just, anyway. Go ahead. Did they Sorry. work at Chick-fil-A? No, Chick-fil-A. No, Chick-fil-A. <laughs> no. I don't go to Chick-fil-A, Rose. Oh, you think the Mormons like the gays? No, Glenn? I'm not saying they do, but well, I'm saying... Well, why do you love them so much? I did then. You I hate Chick-fil-A, now you love Mormons? I don't eat a Chick-fil-A. And at the time... The um, at the time, this was a lot of years ago. But anyway. My lips are on fire. Mine are too. So My as they, lips are on fire. <laughs> <laughs> so as they grew closer, Lori complained about Charles more and more to April. Um, she said she didn't feel like Charles was her spiritual equal. And mm. Charles wasn't a member of the church before they got married. Like he joined the church to marry her. And so I don't think he was very into it, but he was like trying to be so that he could. He just wanted to get laid. Probably. He's like, will you sleep with me if I join? I'm sure that's what it was. Um, now, Lori is very pretty. She's very pretty. She had a very nice body. So I think that's how she got men to like kind of do whatever she wanted. Mm-hmm. So her beliefs became even more extreme when they were living in Hawaii. And she told April that she had had a personal visit from the angel Marone and that they communicated regularly. And there is a recording of her saying, there's all these recordings, and I don't know who she's talking to in these recordings. Somebody was recording their conversation. Jesus Christ, Lynn. Lynn just whacked the microphone. Um, so there's a recording of her saying, I no longer need to sleep much because I am constantly awoken from angels giving me instructions on things I can do to help further the Father's work. The time is now. The Lord is gathering his people. So she's saying that she no longer needs to sleep because the angels are talking to her. Oh. Which sounds very manic to me. Yeah, it sounds like she's going to become crazy very soon because no sleep means no brain function. So they decided to move back to Arizona. I'm not sure if uh, an angel told her to or not, but at this time, Colby is in college and he visits them regularly, but he's not with them all the time. He met a girl named Kelsey, and Lori didn't like that. She was very, very close to Colby. Oh, and she stepping on her toes. Yeah, she didn't like that he got into a relationship. So she was constantly trying to manipulate him and competing for his attention. One of those. That's just nothing. so weird. I know, it's so weird. So Colby and Kelsey decided to get married, and during the wedding, they got married in like their grandfather's backyard or something. When they were taking family photos, Kobe noticed that Tylee wasn't there. So he's like, Mom, where's Tylee? And she's like, oh, she's on a ski trip with a friend. What? I think that she knew how close Kobe was to Tylee because they were really close. And I think it was her way of, like, getting power and control. Like, Oh, good grief. You know, like, oh, you don't need to come to the wedding. FYI, bitch, it's not about you. Yeah. Well, everything's about her. So at this point... point <laughs> At this point. At this point. <laughs> I'm here. You this... need to more back up right now. 
<laughs> My hands are getting all sweaty. Like I'm nervous. Thank you. I know. I, I do that to people. You're making me nervous. I do. I do that to people. I'm oh not dressing you with my eyes. We had a new, we have a new, someone like just co- started coming to work for us and I shook his hand and it was so sweet. Ew, God, that's the worst. I was like, oh my God. Oh God. You're like, he was, your hand, you're like, okay. he was wearing like a suit. So I know he was probably nervous. He was probably hot oh, as shit. <laughs> oh my God. I was like, oh my God, gross. Clammy hands are the worst I know. handshake ever. It wasn't even clammy, Lynn. It was like wet. Like, I was like, did you just wash your hand or... Did you lick your hand? <laughs> That's what I would have meant. Did you lick your hand? <laughs> Are you sure to turn me on? It's not going to work. No, thanks. And you get fired. <laughs> yeah. HR be like, let me take you to the door. <laughs> so at this point, Lori is preparing for the second coming of Christ by stocking up on non-perishable foods and other things. Mm, my and in-laws did that. her sister, who? My in-laws did that. Oh, really? Yeah. Did it work out? Did he come? Uh, I, I I don't think so. We're all here. <laughs> I haven't seen him. I just haven't. They got like they had a whole room of like number ten cans of like green beans. Like they made they had a can like they made number ten cans like the big you know a number ten can is right. No. It's like the big cans like you, like it, the big oh yeah like, yeah like the, the big ones like style yeah and they were like doing their own green beans. They had a big huge garden. Their own green beans. Their own corn stuff in number ten cans in their house. Yeah. And they For, thought, well, they thought they it was Y2K was oh. at the time. Oh, my God. Remember Y2K? Mm-hmm. I thought we were going down. Mm-hmm. But I didn't stock up. I was just willing to go. I was like, take me with you. I mean, what are you going to do if you stay here? I don't know. It's getting ready to be so hot on this earth. I'm not going to be able to stay here anyway. I so know. what's the problem? So anyway, her sister-in-law said that Lori really believed that the second coming of Christ was coming and that she was really scared because she didn't know... She, like the apocalypse was, you know, and she didn't know what was going to happen. She's been married four times. She knew Jesus was going to come take her away first. <laughs> so she told her sometimes she thought it would be better just to drive off a cliff with her kids so they didn't have <gasps> to face it. Oh, no. I, I'm like, I hope she called CPS because that's – if somebody told me that, I'd be like, um, CPS, can you go talk to these people? So when they moved back to Arizona sometime in 2017, Lori's brother Alex started coming around again. And Alex was a strange guy. They show like a clip of him doing stand-up. He was like a stand-up comedian for a while. Not a, a Mormon stand-up comedian. Not a good one, Lynn. So he, oh god, he makes this joke about shooting Tylee's father, Joseph Ryan, in the oh, balls god. with a stun gun after he found out about the abuse. Like he makes like a joke about it, and That's everybody's a- like, <laughs> like That's- what? The- no, you make a joke about soaking. You don't make a joke about shooting people. No, and he's like, yeah, I that I shot my brother-in-law. I, that You know, he said, like, whatever, I shot my brother-in-law in the testicles after um, I found that he was sexually abusing my niece and nephew or something. Ew. And everybody is like... That's not funny. That's not funny, dude. Like, oh why would God, you joke about that? He was just like, he's just a weird dude. So Alex and Lori start listening to a podcast together called Feel the Fire. And I think it's probably just like ours. Feel the Fire with Lynn and Rose. Yeah. And she becomes very involved in the podcast and is at one point hosting it with this woman, Melanie Gibbs. She starts listening to it. Next thing she's hosting it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know oh, how girl, she got... ain't nobody getting in on my, my spot like that. Mm-mm, uh-uh, no. You better step off. You're not going to be hosting right in my spot. 
you have to kill me first. Well, I think the the person hosting it was still like there, just that she was maybe like a guest on it all the time. Well, no, it said like they they started listening to it. It played like the beginning of the podcast, and it was like this is Lori Vallow and Melanie Gibb coming to you. Like I don't know, it was very weird. Weird, strange. Then she started going to all these conferences called Preparing the People, and that is where she met Chad Daybell. Oh, Jesus, number five. I still have, yeah, she was married five times. So Chad was an interesting guy. He was married and had like four or five kids. Wow. And Was he in the religion? Was he Mormon or LDS? He was LDS. Okay. And um, he wrote a few books and gave speeches about his near-death experiences. And like Lori, he also believed he was special and could talk to God. Or God talked to him. So. Bless his heart. This is my opinion. I think Lori had a mental illness. And I think that all the religion and stuff enhanced that. and, And she just ended up going down the wrong path. I don't know. That's my opinion. Chad, on the other hand, I think is just a piece of shit. And he, I think, wanted power. And he wanted to, you know, form his own religion yeah and have the power that came with that like he thought he was the next god oh jeez yeah so tell the man husband um and this guy you would want to punch like you have to watch videos of, of him cuz you would want to punch him in the I face i won't do it he's one of those church guys who's like yeah like they talk really soft and like they're just so gentle and nice and kind fucking hate that like i know you're a piece of shit you want to like punch him right in the throat so you can't talk ever again yeah Yeah. i'm with you there you like you just know that they're like conniving and oh yeah they get behind a closed door and beat the shit out of their wife or something yeah for sure like molesting children or something so when he and Lori first met at the conference he told her that they had been married multiple times before oh wow not in this earth life though in multiple lives before and he's it's a good thing he told her yeah I know, because yeah. she wouldn't have known. And it's funny that, you know, he was married. God told him that he was married to this really, like, gorgeous woman and not to some ugly, like, pig-looking woman, you know? Right. Like, like, I mean, how lucky is he? Why wasn't she mar- Why wasn't he married to, like, the Wicked Witch of the West? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I feel it. How lucky. Yeah, he's lucky. So he's, it shows all their text messages, and it, it's, like... He's such a fucking con artist. So he's texting her saying, like, this is right when they met. A voice said to me, you will meet an extraordinary woman today who will change your life forever. That's what he texts her right after they met. And then it was like more like bullshit. God told me I was married. We were married multiple times. God told me today that I was going to be in a small room drinking margaritas with extraordinary women. And look, here I am. Women. Women. (laughs) Here I am. Woman. Cheers, bitch. Cheers. (laughs) (laughs) So Chad believed, or said he believed, that there was going to be an apocalypse and that God had chosen 144,000 people who would be saved and they would survive and live in the new Jerusalem and carry on the work of God into eternity. Praise Jesus. And Rexburg, Idaho was going to be the new Jerusalem. Well, duh. Rexburg, Idaho, right. I mean, duh. I mean, don't we all want to go there? Yeah. I mean, why it's wouldn't like it be? It's like the happen in place. Have you looked at Twitter lately? <laughs> or X lately? Everybody's like, Rexburg, Idaho, here we come. 
So I think, Road trip! <laughs> so I think someone said that Rexburg was like surrounded by mountains, and so he thought it was like the perfect spot. So because, Charlottesville. No, not like that. Like this town I went to in in um, Washington when I worked there. We I worked at Ross Dress for Less, and we went to open up. I worked in Seattle at Ross, and we went to open a store in like Snoqualmish or Squamish or some, some fucking town like um, east, like in the mountains. It was the weirdest fucking town east. I've ever been to. Oh, yeah, east. That's right. I was thinking. It this. was like like literally surrounded by mountains. Like like you look look up and it's like a circle of mountains around you. Oh, that's weird. And they were it was um, winter and so everything like it was really snowy and icy. It was like the eeriest feeling. The people in the town were pretty strange and... I don't know. There was some shit going on. It was the weirdest fucking time of my life. You know, I worked at Leggett, which is Belk now, and I went to open a new store, too. Did you? I did, but it was only in Newport News from Virginia Beach, so. Yeah, it was a weird weird time in my life. That's why we're so close. Oh, it must be. We're probably the only two people who have opened stores before. The retail. It's the retail attraction. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, Okay, so... Chad said that he would lead these people, not Christ. He was going to be the leader. Once all these, this 144,000 people were saved, Chad would lead them in Rexburg. And he believed that his books were scripture and that they should be taken at the same level as the Book of Mormon. Okay. So he was trying to start his own religion. And he was slowly trying to get people to buy his bullshit. So, of course, Lori's... Should I ignore you? <laughs> like, sign me up. Where do I sign? <laughs> you think you could join a cult? Fuck I no. I feel like you would totally join a cult. Absolutely not. You would no. totally. Anytime you do something, you're like all about it. No, when I find something I like, I'm all about it. But if somebody tries to tell me what to do, we're going to have a big problem. And they all, they're all, the all about telling people what to do. When I like something and I when I like find something I like, like let's just say, for example, my new gym. I love it, and I'm going to promote it and love it and talk about it and tell everybody it's, like, the greatest thing ever. How do I know it's not a cult? Um, Because they don't ask me to do things that I don't want to do. What about working out? I mean, I don't want to do that, but I know I have to. (laughs) (laughs) It's not like they say, will you work out with us? Because God wants you to. Because God wants you to, and then will you come clean my house? (laughs) Then I'd be like, "Ah." Sorry. No. I don't think so. This sounds a little yeah. weird. Yeah. So, I mean. You I def- probably would. You'd probably be like, okay, I can help you. I love But cleaning. I really have to do something. I, I got to clean my house first, though. <laughs> if you go clean my house, I'll clean yours because I love cleaning someone else's house. I just don't like cleaning mine. But, yeah. Okay. No. no colds. So, anyway, Lori starts reading his books and she completely eats it up. I mean, she was just looking for somebody to force her to join a cult, you know. Oh, Jesus. So he's saying that he and God's, God are friends and that God was showing him some future events where the, much of the world was in chaos, but he was organizing his people to build the new Jerusalem. Me too. You've been talking to God too? Yeah, I talk to God every day. He, he says, Lynn, get your shit together. Rose. What? Nothing. Stop from Rose? No, I didn't say anything. Rose is the best? No. Stay away from Rose. <laughs> Stay away from Rose. <laughs> <laughs> Rose is not good. <laughs> She's not good, Lynn. I'm telling you. Stay away from Rose. <laughs> no, that's what he's telling Hand me. Hand me the tennis ball mark number two. 
That's what Chris is telling me, whispering in my ear at night. Stay away from Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> Never. Chris loves me. I just brought him a jersey. Well, a practice jersey. I couldn't afford the real thing. <laughs> you don't have to tell people that. <laughs> no, but it's not a real jersey. It's I okay. That. It's still. It was so funny you because didn't... if you didn't tell me, I wouldn't have. Even so known. the practice jersey doesn't have the advertiser on it, oh, and yeah. the game jersey does. And so you pay more for the game jersey with the advertiser. With the wouldn't it be the other way around? Yeah, like the advertiser's on there, so you pay less because you're advertising for them. I didn't like it at all. I think it's a big. I brought Rose and her husband jerseys from the FC Bayern cult season. Um, game I went to <laughs> from the cult. And uh, yeah, but they, I had to bring them practice jerseys because I can't. The real jerseys are like they start at like uh, 99 and that's without any number or name or anything on it. Yeah. And they go up to like 207. I know. They're a lot of money. I'm like, I have to buy Chris a new one every year for Christmas. So, like, oh my God. Yeah, he's very expensive. Yeah. Thinking about doing it's something. Good thing about he performs him. well. I might take a take a note from Lori here. Oh no! <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh my! I'm sorry, Chris. I tried. I tried, Chris. I tried. So, um... yes. <laughs> I forgot what, where I was. <laughs> so, Lori's Lori and Charles are still married at this point. Okay, and. Lori and Chad start having an affair. Ay, oh, Jesus. Um, number five, step up to the plate, please. Number five. Number five, <laughs> serving number five. So Charles is t- trying to tell everyone, like, in, in um, Lori's family that she's lost it. She's like, she's lost it. She's threatening me. She's telling me she's going to kill me, oh. that I'm evil, that she's, like, the new god, that, like, there's a video of him... Telling a police officer this, um, he had called oh, the police for something, and on the body cam, he's like, "Yeah, she's telling me." So he's like, "Yeah, she's telling me she's gonna kill me and stuff, and I'm afraid of what she might do to the kids. I don't know where my kids are." And the cops like, "Why do you think she'd do something to your kids?" <laughs> and he's like, "I just told you, think she thinks she's God, and she's threatening to kill me." Like, like, don't yeah, you think whatever. we should be concerned about the children? I need to go get a donut and a coffee. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> So nobody believes him in her family. They're all like, oh, Charles. She tells everyone that Charles is um, has cheated on her. And oh, so they all think he's just trying to like, you know, how Recover, you were like, oh, right. yeah, she's yeah. crazy. She's the crazy one. It's like he said, she said kind of. Yeah. And yeah. so everybody believes her because that's her family, including uh, Colby. I don't know if I'd believe her, Rose. She's been married four times. Well, and that's. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, honey. Well. And she's like spouting all this nonsense. Like, you know, she's telling them too. They I'd all say like, that she was telling them this stuff, and I'm like, you know, she has at one at one at least one distance cousin. It's like that bitch is crazy. Well, her brother, her other brother Adam, what knew she was? He oh, okay. was on Charles's side. He okay. he's the only family member who continued to talk to him because he apparently I don't know if he got out of the LDS church or what, but he wasn't buying her bullshit. He knew that she was. Sounds reasonable. Yeah. So um, on January 30th, 2019, Charles was on a business trip in Houston. Lori canceled his flight home to Arizona and made Alex get his truck from the airport and all of his stuff from their home and take it. Uh. (laughs) Sorry. Look how (laughs) fucked up is that? So Charles gets home. Do not pass go. Do not collect 200. (laughs) He's like in the airport parking lot like, where the fuck did I park? (laughs) (laughs) 
look for his car and he's like, uh, yeah, my car and all my stuff is missing. And that's when he gets home. He can't find her or the kids. And that's when he calls the cops. Okay. And that's the, Makes the sense. video I saw. And he's like, yeah, she took my car. She took my kids. Like, I can't get into the house. Um. So she, he tells her that she's been threatening to kill him. He's worried about the kids. She thinks she's a resurrected being. Bean. <laughs> being. I put like Jack bean. and a Beanstalk? <laughs> I put resurrected bean in here. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Jack and the Beanstalk. She made her way right up to heaven. <laughs> oh, my God. A resurrected bean. <laughs> oh, oh, thank God I'm not wearing makeup. I'm, like, crying. Yeah, we're dressed up tonight, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Why'd you bring your ring light? I was returning it to its home. Because oh. I was going to try to to do some video, but then I was like, I am not in the mind, the no. frame of mind to do that no, right it's now. it's Sunday. It's Sunday fun day. Sunday fun day. <laughs> <laughs> Only drinking and passing out the gutters. <laughs> Just like Charlotte. Every Sunday. <laughs> now you have to go home and tell Chrissy it was right. That's even worse. <laughs> I'm not telling him. <laughs> If he listens to our podcast, which I know he doesn't, then oh yeah, yeah. I know he. You know how I know he's not listening because we've been talking about him and he hasn't said anything. Oh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's right. Anyway, so my mom listens. She definitely comments and stuff. Well, thank you, Mary. And and <laughs> Mary doesn't listen. <laughs> Mary doesn't listen. So um. So she thinks she's a resurrected being and a god. And she has started saying that he... So she starts calling him Nick Snyder. Charles. Charles is now Nick Snyder or Ned Snyder, depending on who she's talking to. Okay? Is Nick a... It's just some name she made up. Like, uh, I don't I know. Maybe there's a nickname for Charles. Like, Dick is for Richard. No, I don't think so. So he files that. paperwork with the cops to have... <laughs> the cuck- to the cocks. <laughs> so he files paperwork with the officer to have her picked up um, and put on a hold, like a to be uh, evaluated. Mental, yeah. Um, but they can't find her anywhere, mm. and they say they can't do anything because she didn't actually commit a crime. It's her her children. He left. Um, he willingly left the house, and he was out of state, and she but took the kids. He was on a trip. So. He was like a business trip. Yeah, wasn't but he? Sh- there was no like custody agreement or anything. So. Oh. This happens all the time when people, like, steal kids. Like, you still shouldn't be able to steal your kid. No, it's still not okay. Like, if I was just to, like, be like, one day Chris comes home and I have taken the kids and moved to Africa. Rose. That's not okay. You You know what I mean? Hawaii, not Africa. Let's be honest. (laughs) No, I got to move out of of country. That's true. He can find me in Hawaii. He's not going to find me in Africa. Very true. So. It's very smart, Rose. I like the way you think. So the next day. Charles goes to JJ's school because she know knew he w- she would be dropping him off for school, mm-hmm. and she shows up. Charles goes up to the car and and grabs her purse from the jeep. I guess she had like put her keys in and gotten out or something, mm-hmm. um, trying to keep her from leaving and so that he could call the cops and have them come right. before she left. Um, but she somehow had a spare set of keys and took off. So my he's God. there with her purse. So she goes to the police department, and she has um, her friend Melanie and Tylee in the car. I think it's her friend Melanie. She also has a has a um, niece named Melanie, so it might have been her. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Anyway, they go to the police department, and she 
tells them that she and Charles got into an argument while he was in Houston because he she had caught him cheating. And so she told him not to come home and that all his stuff would be gone. And she's like laughing during this. Like they're in the, so the interrogation funny. room. And she's like, yeah, we even took his car. Like saying like Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> Honestly, though, you know, when shit like that happens, there's nothing funny about it. Like, when you're in that stressful, I've been in, like, a similar stressful situation like that. And there's nothing funny about it. Like, you're shaking. You're not, like, Yeah, and she's, like, literally, like, flirting with the cops and, like, laughing. Oh, Jesus. Like, yeah, we took his car and all his clothes. And her daughter, Tylee, sitting right there. And you can tell how Tylee acts around her is, like, she's trying to act, like, with the same energy. Right. But you you know she has to be, like, freaking out. Hell, Yeah. And unless she's like so used to it that it's like normal well, it could to just her. Be, yeah, it could be normal. Sadly. <clears throat> so. Tell me, Rose, what? <laughs> it it is funny though. Like in during the interrogation, she's completely turned off. Like the um, I'm the chosen one stuff. Like not saying any of that kind of weird talk, which makes me like she she must have known it wasn't normal. You know. Yeah. Like she knew she knew when to turn it on and off. Yeah. Make a little more noise with that ice, please. Shut up, Rose. Do you want a fucking cocktail or not? I do. I just don't want to edit everything out. Well, sorry. Uh, so, um... Uh. <laughs> so the officer's like, oh, you poor thing. We'll get this... We'll get your, um... Purse back for you, from you. You poor pretty woman. Your monster husband. Like, she totally turns it. And, you know, like, I feel bad for cops. Because who? what are they supposed to believe? No, they... Like, yeah. is he no. trying to, like... The case I'm listening to right now to prepare for next week in, is so opposite of this, and it's making it's infuriating. Oh, me. like yeah. for the woman's the yeah, the woman, woman like yeah. being abused and yeah. beaten, and and that's what they usually. But the pepperoni, <laughs> the pepperoni's making one sneeze. <laughs> Why did I say the pepperoni is jalapeno? Um. Pepperoni, jalapeno. But yeah, like cops. I mean, how are cops supposed to know? Usually, they don't believe the woman. Well, and and there's unless she's pretty and white and flirting with them. Well, in my situation, the the story I'm doing, you'll see next week, is you know she. You're such a fucking mess. Um. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's 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 fucking bullshit. It's just bullshit. I'm sorry. I don't want to get into it because I don't want to give it away. But it's just absolute bullshit. So they tell her they're going to get her purse back for her. Didn't say anything about the fact that she stole his personal stuff. Didn't even ask about, like, do you think you're God or talking to God or, you know, have you been threatening your husband to murder your husband? Nothing. Do you think you're God? I mean, how often do cops have to ask that question? (laughs) Man, you have the right to remain silent. Do you think you're God? You have the right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that should be part of it. Yeah, it should be. So the officer tells her that Charles is on his way down to the station with her purse and the order for this and the order for the cycle because Charles had it in his possession. What are you doing? Stop touching your vagina. <laughs> that was so weird. I felt like something wet was just on my leg, but there's nothing wet there. Maybe I'm drunk. Rose is drinking. <laughs> She's touching herself. Um, so Charles had the cycle, like the actual paperwork. And... The cop's like, well, if, if my boss agrees with the with the paperwork, then you're going to have to go down and do a psych hold. Um, but you could just say, like, you don't agree if you don't want to go. Or or um, he was saying you could go home now and, like, not answer the door and just 
just say you, you don't want to go. Or, oh, for the love of fucking Like, he's, Pete. like, trying to give her an out. And she's like, I'll just go and get it over with. Because she knows she can bullshit her way out of it. She, I mean, she's not going to go in there and be like, oh, yeah, I think, you know, the apocalypse is coming. and She's going to play it up. Yeah, I'm having sex with my brother. You are? <laughs> like a gross. What? Why'd you just say that right I'm, in the middle of the podcast? I'm talking about her. She's not going to say that. Rose, to you just say that right Lynn. in the middle of the podcast. Like, Lynn, that is not funny. That okay. is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought maybe you're a cry for help or something. I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. so disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> out of nowhere you just like anyway so she is sent to the hospital for the evaluation and of course they like let her go immediately <laughs> I am gonna kick your ass you know what Sorry. I'm getting a new podcast partner um, <laughs> anyone that wants to join me <laughs> making faces at Rose and Lynn's not gonna ever podcast again that's okay I'm going to ruin you. <laughs> just start my OnlyFans and I'll be fucking rich and you'll be sitting here doing a fucking podcast in a basement. <laughs> well, I won't be here because you'll be, you'll be doing it'd in be a basement. odd to like, come you'll to be Mary's like, house. You'll and be, be like, like fucking uh, uh, Wayne's World. Wayne's World! <laughs> Excellent! In a, in a basement and I'll be laying on my bed doing OnlyFans. Mary would still let me podcast in her basement if, Probably. I, if I kicked you off. As long as you do your hair nice. <laughs> Don't grow it out too long. <laughs> So everyone thought, including the cops, that Charles was the crazy one and because Lori knew how to put on a good show. So Charles moves to Houston Speaking and plans... Speaking of OnlyFans. Yeah. <laughs> and he plans to come back once a week or whatever to see JJ. So in July of 2019, all of this, 90% of it takes, takes place in 2019. So Charles gets confirmation that Lori and Chad are having an affair. So he reaches out to Chad's wife, Tammy... But then, this is what I don't get. See, people, this drives me crazy when people do shit like this. So he reaches out to Tammy. He emailed, sends her an email about Lori and Chad having an affair. Right. But then he texts Lori, like, oh, I just sent Tammy an email and told her all about you and Chad. Oh, yeah, because, no, I mean, I Because what you're looking for is you're looking for the reaction. Right. Like, do it, and because then Lori's got time to cover her ass. Well, that's true, but like you shouldn't. You need to. So what it... happened? So in that situation, it's like you you reach out to that person. This this exact same thing happened to me. You reach out to that person, or they reach out to you, and they're like, "Just so you fucking know, I reached out to the other person's yeah. spouse, and now you're fucking screwed." But they don't realize that you know, like it's it's like in a. It's in like the in the the heat of the moment, in like you know passion. You're yeah. just like. You're not thinking straight and thinking things through. Right. And so in that moment, like the other person could be like before the other person confronts their spouse, they could be like, you know, blah, 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 blah. You know, like he called her, he told her, whatever. And then the other person can have a perfect excuse lined up. Right. That's what I mean. Like, right. Like but he, he shouldn't have told her because then she has time to talk to Chad and then Chad can go to his wife and be like, oh, Lori's husband is crazy. And yeah, you know, no, it's but it, but it's definitely it's. Yeah, I mean, I I think that there's no reasonable yeah, conversation. Yeah, it's yeah, totally yeah, emotional. I'm sure. So during this whole ordeal, Charles is talking with Lori's brother Adam. Like I said, they they were talking mm-hmm. the whole time, and Adam decides that he's going to fly out to Arizona and have some kind of intervention with Lori. Oh. And somehow Lori finds out about the intervention and she texts Alex saying that there is some kind of intervention plan and she needs Uh-oh. to get out of there. And even in this text message, she is calling Charles Ned. Like, that's, that's so what they weird. called him. 
Just out of randomly, out of nowhere, she yeah. just starts calling Even him Ned. Even to her friend April when she was talking to him, so she said that she started calling him Ned. Can I start calling Chris something different? I might. <laughs> so Alex sends her a text back and is like, have fun and get rid of Ned already. Oh, shit. Yeah. So the day that Adam is supposed to fly in, Charles is supposed to pick JJ up early in the morning and take him to school. And when he gets there, he sends Adam a text that says, um, Alex is here. Charles sends Adam a text saying, Charles, saying, <laughs> Charles sends Adam a text saying, Alex is here. Okay. At Lori's house. And so a little while later, um, a 911 call comes in that, oh, no. uh, and it's Alex saying he just got into a fight with his brother-in-law and shot him in self-defense. Oh, shit. So Alex's story to the cops is that Charles came into the house and started getting physical with Lori. Then Tylee went after him with a bat and Charles took the bat away and Tylee and JJ and Lori left. Lori took the rental car that Charles was driving and and left with the kids and took them to Burger King and then dropped JJ off at school. Then she and Tylee went to Walgreens and bought slippers or flip-flops. Okay, that's important. Maylanders call him before they were returned to the house, which is super fucking weird. Like, you just have that interaction and then you're going to Walgreens to buy. You need flip flops. So, my grandmother used to beat me with her flip flops, yeah, her well. slippers. So, maybe she needed, felt like she, they yeah, were a weapon. Maybe she was going to yeah. go back and beat him. So, after they left, Alex says that Charles, um, when he's talking to the cops, he's saying that after Lori and them left, Charles hit him on the back of the head with the bat. Oh my God. And so Alex went into the bedroom and grabbed his handgun. And when he came back to the living room, he told Charles to drop the bat. But Charles refused and started trying to hit him with the bat again. Oh, no. So Alex shot him to stop him. So it was in self-defense. Oh, grief. And Alex, he actually did have some lacerations on the back of his head. But they showed them in the video, in the, the cop video. The cop video. <laughs> the, the body cam body video. It's like a beep, 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 beep. Yep. Um, and it did not look like somebody had hit him with a bat. Like, you would think somebody hits you with a bat, you're going to have, like, a big bruise or a knot or something. A knot and or a split? These were literally... In his neck? Like, they hit him in the like neck laceration. With a bat? He had a laceration right here. Like a cut. But if you hit somebody in the neck with a bat, it's going to be a little different than hitting him in the head with a bat. So... Do you think it's going to... It looked like somebody cut him with a knife. Yeah, it's still going to be different. Because, like, in the head... It's going to split the skin almost always, right? Yeah. Because it's like there's like yeah, little right. skin and it's mostly so bone. But in the neck, I feel like it's going to be – you're going to have a huge knot. Right. It did not – it just didn't look like – I don't know. It was very strange. Lori's story is that Charles came to pick up JJ and he took JJ out to the car. He forgot his phone in the house. So he um, goes back into the house and Lori's going through his phone. And she found stuff on his phone that she didn't like. Like oh. – you know, because he was having an affair in her head. So he realizes, um, oh, so so he's trying to get his phone from her and she's running away from him. And that is when Tylee came out of her room with the bat and Alex woke up and came out of his room. Tylee said that Charles was getting close to Lori. So she kind of just stuck the bat like she had the bat in her hand, but she stuck it in between them. Uh-huh. Um, to like kind of try to separate them. And Charles told her that if she hit him, she was going to go to jail. No. And so Lori tells Tylee to leave, and Lori leaves right after her. And when they get outside, they hear two gunshots. Oh, no. So Lori says she went back in the house and saw Charles laying on the ground. And that's when she said she went into mom mode and grabbed her kids and left. 
Alex then called Lori and she told him to call the cops. Alex didn't call the cops for 43 minutes after that phone call was made what? to Lori. And when the dispatcher was watching, walking him through performing CPR, Alex never actually did CPR on him. Mm. Surprise, surprise. And the autopsy showed that Charles was shot the second time when he was already laying on the ground. So he <sighs> shot him and then shot him again once he was already, just to make sure he was dead, you know? Oh my God. Which in, isn't really self-defense because if he's already no, the on ground. the no, it's, ground, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's obviously not presenting a threat to you right. if he's on the ground. So later that day, Lori calls Colby and tells him that Charles came over that morning to get JJ and he had a heart attack. And so Kobe immediately calls his wife, Kelsey, and tells her, and they both had, like, this weird, uneasy feeling about it. Like, it just didn't sound right to them. Mm -hmm. And so Kobe goes over there to their house, and Tylee meets him at the door, and she just falls into him sobbing. Because, like, in all the video, you can really tell that, that Tylee is, like, trying to... Almost, it seems like she's trying to be someone she's not around her mom. Mm-hmm. And maybe Kobe's like her safe person. I, that's what it, how it appeared to me. Yeah. Reddit. I went down a Reddit rabbit hole where there were some other things, but I don't know. So Charles was um, the only dad that Kobe ever really had because he was in his life the longest. Mm-hmm. Right. And he thought of him as his dad and Charles always treated him like a son. So when Lori told him what really happened, like she told him he had a heart attack and then he shows up at the house and she's like, well, actually, Uncle Alex shot him. Oh, God. He was shocked. That like shocked that he was dead that Alex had shot him, but also like why did you lie to me about it? Yeah, he was like really upset about it, and this is this will make you so mad. Okay, so later that I think it's the next day, um, Lori texts Charles's sons. I think they're probably like college age, maybe older at mm-hmm. this point. This is what she says: Hi boys, I have very sad news. Your father passed away yesterday. <laughs> I'm making arrangements, and I'll keep you informed with what's going on. I'm still not sure how to handle things. Just know that I love you, and so did your dad! Exclamation point! Exclamation point! This was a. She sent them a text message. Oh my god! That their dad suddenly was killed. I mean, she said he died, but uh, a text message. A text message. Oh, for the love and of fucking Pete! Putting exclamation exclamation points in it, like. Oh my god! She's telling them that she's gonna see them at Christmas. Oh my god. Fucking unbelievable. And the fact that nobody's, like, calling her out on this is making me insane. I know. Well, her brother is a little bit, right? The one brother, but she won't talk to him, so. So the boys are freaking out, texting her back, like, what happened? what the fuck, yeah. Where is he? What is going on? And she just doesn't respond for hours. (gasps) Oh, my God. Could you imagine? When she finally responds, she says, I'll call you when I can, bub. He is here in Arizona. And so they're like, Lori, so they say, Lori, what the fuck happened? We know you're not busy. Just text us. You can't just text us that our dad died and then just disappear. Okay, so this, what you just said, is like a deja vu for me. So I, I feel like I've seen this now. Uh, you may you may have, because this stuff was, I think, probably on the news a lot. Because I, I like specifically remember like her, like watching something where they were like, she texted them and was like, yeah, your dad just died. And they're like, what the fuck? Why are you not responding? Like, yeah. they were like... Oh, that's yeah. weird, yeah. Yeah, I just totally remember that, but I don't, I don't know what I saw it on, if it was like... 
So she finally will text him back again and says, I'm sorry you are so upset. I'm upset too. I'm trying to get JJ ready for bed. I'm waiting to hear back from the medical examiner to make sense out of all of this myself. Please be patient with me. It's a crushing situation all the way around. Like, that's their fucking dad. And you're saying you're putting your son I, to bed? I'm sorry. I'm putting my kid to bed. Let somebody else put your fucking kid to bed. You what? should have called them the minute he died. Oh, my God. She is psycho. She's a, yeah, like... I want to punch her right I, in the throat. It made me hate her so much. Oh, my God. Of everything she did, I think I... This was one that of the things. That is so like, incense. Like, oh, my God. Like, that's how they're always going to remember getting that information. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Oh, so awful. So a few days after JJ was... After Charles was killed... Lori calls his insurance company to start collecting his insurance. Of course she does. Unfortunately for her, Charles had changed a beneficiary for his $1 million policy back in March. Ah, nice, So she gets nothing. Although he was just... Touche. He was just killed for his policy, most likely. Yeah. But he changed it, which is perfect. Who's getting it? I know, but... Like, I'm kind of like, well, maybe if he had told her she, he changed yeah, it, maybe she, she wouldn't, wouldn't have been dead. Him, but who, well, who, um, who is getting the money? Do we know? Or you know, it never said. Okay. I imagine probably JJ would get it when he right, was, like, old enough. Yeah. Like, probably goes into a trust or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, it sounds like he was a really good dad. So, I mean, he's coming back every week from Houston to Arizona mm. to, to see his kid. Like, he sounds like he's pretty good, you know? Yeah. So after that call, she sends Chad a text saying... So I talked to the insurance company. He changed it in March. So it was probably, this doesn't make sense to me. So it was probably Ned before we got rid of him. They can't tell me, of course, but it's done. I'll still get the $4,000 a month from SS, from Social Security. Mm-hmm. And his response, like all, they're like back and forth because they have like a lot of code words and shit going on. Uh-huh. So his response is, I love you. This is terrible, but it is probably another step in bringing down the Gadiantins, especially Brandon. That's, I don't know what that is. Oh, it, it's a um, secret criminal organization in ancient America. That's what it oh. is in the Bible. And Brandon is her niece's husband, who she's her ex-husband, who she okay. got divorced from. And her response was, I'm thinking it must be Kay, and Kay's her mom. To which he, he, he replies, hmm, it will be interesting if it got changed after he had two bullets in his chest. What? So they're saying, like, they think somebody changed it. With the will. She thought Kay changed it, yeah, after he died. Like, I mean, he had to have done it. They said no. he did it yeah, in they, March. Yeah, it can't. Yeah. yeah. You can't just change it. Like, Yeah, no. So I don't think it could have. You can't change it after the death date. They would review that. And he says, yes, I'm thinking K as well. I'm going to shower and give you a blessing. It will really will be okay, my love. You are wonderful. Was he going to pee on her? <laughs> He's going to pray for her, Lynn. Yeah, whatever. So right after Charles was killed, Kobe said that Lori started acting really crazy. Hmm. And she told him, I'm like, Kobe, if you don't think she's acting crazy up to this point, then... I mean, my God. She's been acting crazy since husband <laughs> since number one. She's been acting crazy since she was a child. And um, she told him that people were coming after her and she needed to move somewhere cold and that Ty was going to go to a new school. And Kobe thought, like, okay, I guess like they want a new start since Charles died and whatnot. So September 24th, 2019 was Tylee's birthday. And they had already moved. They had moved. He didn't. I don't know that he knew where they moved, but they had moved to Rexburg. 
Idaho. Oh, yeah. The big place. Yeah. Yeah. New Everybody's Jerusalem. moving there. Everybody's doing it. Go. <laughs> so it was Tylee's birthday, and Colby sent her a long text saying, happy birthday and whatnot. And she sent back a short text saying, thanks, Colb. I love you. And it was all in lowercase. And he was like, that's really weird. Like, that's not how, you know how you know how somebody texts. Oh, yeah. For sure. Like, well, sometimes I'll get a strange text from you, and I'll be like, and then I'll, like, text you something else to see if it's really you or if somebody killed well, you. Yeah, no, like, <laughs> like I, I did it with Siri or something. Yeah, yeah. right. Because um, you know how people text, like, if you're texting them all the time. So he starts texting her more, saying he's worried about her, and she keeps texting him back that she's fine and nothing's wrong. And he's like, can I talk? Like, what? can you call me? I'm, I'm, I'm like, worried about what's going on. And, mm-hmm. and she's like, yeah, I'll call you tomorrow. And then, like, never calls him. So he calls his mom and is like, what is up with Tylee? And um, Lori is acting super weird about her. And she's just like, oh, Ty's fine, you know, enjoying her new school and friends. And she'll call you when she has some free time. And he was really close to Tylee. So he's like, this is just fucking weird. Something's up. Yeah. So he sends Tylee another text saying something like, I don't know what's going on, but this doesn't sound like you. It's not punctuation you would use and not how you write. And then he never got text from her again. Oh, shit. So Kelsey starts doing some investigating. You have to try hard not to capitalize something. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. So it yeah. Always capitalizes, it, capitalizes it, it does it automatically. Well, when was this, though? It may, may, no, it's still. Well. 2019. No, yeah. It automatically capitalized yeah. back then. Yeah. Because early on when you had to, like, go through Maybe she letter, was, like, trying to act like a maybe teenager wouldn't, you know? Yeah. Maybe she. Yeah. I don't know. So Kelsey starts doing some investigating, his wife, Colby's wife, and she finds the podcast that Lori is a part of. And she hears her saying all this concerning stuff on the podcast. And fucking podcasters. then she remembers, I know, podcasters are the worst. <laughs> then she remembers <laughs> <So suspicious. laughs> that when Lori and Charles were separating, Charles kept emailing the family stuff about Lori. Uh-huh. And so Kelsey and Colby never read the emails because they're like, this is between you two. Yeah. I don't want to get in. Like, I don't want to hear about your marriage. No, like, I get that. Charles, That's... you need to stop, you yeah. know. It's very awkward. Um, so they, she starts reading the emails, and they read all kinds of concerning things. One being that Charles was saying that Lori sees Tylee as a dark spirit. Charles had sent them a, her a list of all their friends and family, and they're ranked. Okay? Oh, good grief. So... Ain't nobody got time for this shit, Rose. I know. Clean your fucking bathroom. What are you doing? <laughs> this was all Chad's thing. Oh he God. thought that he could see, when he looked at someone, he says that he can see a number over you. Mm-hmm. And it's ranked from, like, I think it's one to six. Mm. And it says if you're light or dark spirit. So one dark would be, like, you're not that bad of a dark spirit. But a six D would be you're really bad dark yeah, spirit. that's me. And then you could be one L, which is... You're, you know, light, but you could be a 6L, which is, you're amazing, which I'm sure he was a 6L, you know? Well. Hmm. So. Um, what if you're like a double or triple D? <laughs> you're really dark. <laughs> so, um, Charles and Tylee were both listed as dark spirits. Kelsey was also listed as a dark spirit. Um, and so Tylee was like a 4D, Kelsey was a 3D, but Alex was a 2L. And Kobe was a 2L. Oh, good grief. And if you, like, look at the, the pattern here, Chad picked everyone he wanted to, that he knew Lori would get rid of. 
Right. Like he knew she would she wouldn't care about her husband. Uh-huh. He knew like the kids were in his way, so he had to get rid of the two kids living with them because they, you know, that would be hard for him because his kids were all grown already. Mm-hmm. So why would he want to take on two more? Right. Um she knew he knew she was super close to Colby, so he knew she wouldn't be able to convince him convince her of that, you right. know. That he's a dark spirit. But oh, she hated okay. Kelsey. He knew she hated Kelsey. So, of course, she was a dark spirit. Of course. And Alex, she liked Alex. So, of course, he was a light spirit. Oh my God. So, he, like, totally, you know, used all that. Rose, can I ask a question? These people not have anything else to do in their life. Like, what the, who the fuck has I, time yeah, for this shit? I don't. Like, Ken, how are they making money? Who, I guess off the podcast. Who has time for this? Literally. Like, make dinner. Clean the mm. house. Watch some, do some binge watching on Netflix. Like, who who has time for this? I don't understand it. That's what I always think with, like, people on the internet, like, saying mean things to other people or, like, white supremacists. Like, I'm like, who has time for that? Like, like don't you need to clean your tub? <laughs> Come on. Get some Windex Where out. Where are your kids? And clean your windows and shut your mouth. <laughs> like, I don't understand it. I know. I, I don't understand it either. It's oh my God. bizarre. Like... My car needs a detail. If you want to speak ill of someone else, just come to my house and detail my car instead, <laughs> please. Please. Okay. So if you're a very dark spirit, so probably like a two or higher, your spirit has left your body and your body is in limbo, which means you're a zombie now. And the only way to free your spirit is to kill your body. Oh, okay? a zombie. So do you have to kill it a certain way? So point? there are... Um, like with an axe or whatever? Chad says... No, you can shoot him, I think. I think you can shoot him. Okay. So Chad says that there are 20,000 zombies, and they believe that he intended to eradicate all 20,000 of them. And he was using Alex to do this. That's a big project. Yeah. Clearly his toilet ain't getting cleaned during this time. (laughs) (laughs) And, of course, only Chad knew who the zombies were because he was talking to God, you know. God is definitely... All about getting rid of the zombies. I feel like that's God's number one focus. Oh, yeah. Focus. I mean, for sure. I mean, he has nothing else to do, right? It's funny that it's, there's 20,000 zombies and so many of them were connected to Lori. Yeah. It's, it's very strange. No, it is. I, I feel like I feel like God has chosen his path and zombies is his path. Yeah. Cheers. So what he has done is he's convinced both Lori and Alex that they are doing God's work by eradicating these zombies. Mm. And that was their mission. Mm. So come to find out, both Adam and Lori's nephew-in-law, Brandon, the one I was telling you about, were zombies. No, sorry. Alex and Lori's nephew-in-law, Brandon, which is also Adam's nephew-in-law. Uh-huh. I'm like, don't name your kids Al- Alex and Adam. That's very fucking confusing. No, you're, you're, did you not think about this podcast when you named your kids? God <laughs> damn it. Come on, Kay. So Brandon was in the process of divorcing Lori's niece, Melanie who also had become part of this cult. Oh, Jesus. And one day, Brandon is getting out of his car, and a gray Jeep Wrangler pulls up and starts shooting at him. And luckily, they miss, and he calls the cops and reports it. Um, he didn't see the shooter, but he did identify the car. They miss? They pulled up and they, they missed. They missed. They shot out his windows. <laughs> the police were able to recover the Jeep, and guess who's, uh, who it was registered to? God? No, Charles Vallow. Oh, imagine You know, the one they stole? So then Chad starts saying that his wife Tammy is a zombie. Uh Uh-huh. 
no. And that she has to die. So on October 19th, Tammy, who is, like, healthy and in great shape, she suddenly dies in the <gasps> home. Unknown causes. Oh, my God. Chad receives her $430,000 life insurance policy that he took mm. out on her. Of course and, he did. Yeah. So Chad's saying that the world is going to end on July 22nd, 2020. And it almost did. Maybe did? he was right. Maybe he knew about the about the coronavirus. What? Coronavirus. Remember that's when Car- we called it. No, it started in March. I know, but by July we were almost all dead. Maybe he thought it was going to take us all out. Oh, that's true. Very true. Maybe he does talk to God. Maybe he does. In the meantime, Lori's mother Kay hasn't seen JJ in two months, and she can't get an answer from Lori about where she is. So she somehow gets into Charles's email. I, I didn't understand this, but and sees that Lori has ordered a ring on his Amazon account, but the shipping address is in Rexburg, Idaho, because they didn't know where they were at, at this time. She could call Lori, but she wasn't saying where she was. It's where the Holy Savior lived, Rose. <laughs> and um, so Kay calls the cops and tells them that she hasn't seen her grandson since August. It's now November. And she tells them what they she knows about Lori and Chad and what's mm-hmm. you know what she thinks is going on. So on November 26th, the police go to the Vallow residence in Rexburg, Idaho, to do a welfare check on JJ. Alex and Chad answer the door, and the officer says that he's there to do a welfare check on JJ, and is he home? And Alex says, oh, no, he's with his Grandma Kay in Louisiana. Uh, and oh, the officer shit. was like, well, that's pretty unlikely, seeing as she's the one who called in the welfare check. Oh, shit. And so Alex is like, oh, shit. So he asks where he can find Lori, and Alex um, says that she's in apartment 107. So they're, like, in this apartment complex. And it's all these cult people who had moved in. Oh, good grief. Yeah, they're, like, can you imagine the other people in that complex? They're, like, wait, why do we get 17 new neighbors at the same time? (laughs) They're all wearing the same clothes. (laughs) They're all fucking weird. So he had... um, So that was... That's Melanie's apartment, apartment 107. So they had so Chad when they moved there, Chad had made Melanie marry some guy that was following him and made Alex marry some woman that was also following them. So Chad Alex is now married and Melanie is now married. Oh my god. And they all moved up there to the same apartment complex. So at this point the officer is very suspicious and he suspicious and he calls for backup. They <clears throat> go to apartment Sorry, I just I had to tickle my throat. I'm like, I was trying to wait for you to take a breath. <laughs> they go to apartment 107 to talk to Lori, and Lori says that JJ is in Arizona with her friend Melanie Gibb, the one that she had done let's, the podcast with. Let's get it straight, lady. The officer tries to call Melanie and doesn't get a response, so they tell Lori that she needs to get in contact with Melanie and then call them back and let them know. I bet she does, girl. Okay, so somehow the the officers leave and they get in contact with Melanie. And they they say, you know, do you have JJ? And she's like, what are you talking about? And so they get her to call Lori and record the conversation. Hmm. And Lori and Chad answer the phone, of course, because I'm sure he doesn't let her talk to anyone oh, by not, herself. Not, yeah. Not and by they're like, before. she's like, um, Lori, you know, I need to ask you why you would tell the the cops that I have JJ and she's like, Oh, I just needed to tell them something. So I, I told them that. I, and she goes, is... Well well, 
you know, what? why would you tell them that? Like, where is he? Oh, no, he's fine. He's safe. You know, I just... Oh, my God. The, the way they were talking, I wanted to throw up. This is also a deja vu. I remember this, too. Like, was, this, was there a it, podcast about this? You probably saw this? it on the news or something. Was there a podcast about this? I haven't this? heard a podcast. I mean, I'm sure there are podcasts. I, I, this is like all ring. This is... I don't ever watch the news, so I wouldn't have seen it on the news. I'm sure you, you've probably listened to some podcasts about it. Because like, it's just, again, like, it's like the, I mean, it sounds familiar, but those last, that one thing and then this yeah, last the thing were like, absolutely remember that. So I don't. So, um, Laura, I mean, Melanie is pissed. Melanie's like, yeah, a true friend wouldn't do that. And we're like, yeah. and they go, Chad, Chad is like, well, you know, Melanie, I'm really concerned about you. I think you're being um, influenced by the wrong people. And blah, blah, blah. And they're like, that guy, whatever guy she was dating, they said is David, I think. Um, David's like a bad influence on you. And she's like, what are you talking about? Like, he's not a bad influence on me. And you're the one with the fucking kid missing telling him that I have yeah. him. Like, yeah. She didn't say that. But she, you could tell she was just like, what the hell is happening here? So the next day, they get a search warrant for Lori's home. And when they get there, everyone's gone. All the, the whole cult's moved out. And this is when they go to the press and and say that the kids are missing. And um, that's when we start hearing about it. You know, like these two missing kids. Kobe. So Kobe acts a little weird. I don't know. There's some things about Kobe I'll get to at the end of the story. But so he starts a YouTube channel making videos to his mom, hoping that Tylee will see them and show them to her. Mm -hmm. Like he's making videos like, oh, I love you so much, mom. Why are you doing this? It's it's oh, a little weird. Like yeah, that's strange. It seems a little um, attention yeah. grabby to me, but what do I know? But nothing comes of it. So on December 11th, they um, exhume Tammy's body because they are now suspicious about Chad and the whole group. They're mm-hmm. like, wait a second. You know, her husband died. His wife died. So the next day, Alex's wife, Alex's wife's son, so his new wife, uh-huh. her son, Calls 911 and says that there is a guy there in his house that is his mom's boyfriend. He just died on the couch. Uh, Alex just was on the couch. He didn't even know they were married. (gasps) The son. He sounded like he was like a teenager, maybe like young 20s or something. He's like, yeah, this guy. Like I heard the 911 call. He's like, yeah, this guy's here and he's unconscious on the couch. And the lady's like, who is he? He's like, oh, it's my mom's boyfriend, I think. Uh, oh my god yeah so he died of, of blood from blood clots in his lungs oh jesus he like actually legit died like nobody shot him so um oh, one thing i didn't mention was that Lori's husband joseph joe ryan uh-huh. the one that had like supposedly molested them he died what he died um two years after they separated or they hadn't been, they hadn't talked in two years, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, they actually went back and like reinvestigated just to make sure. Right. But it seems like he like was in his apartment, and then people started smelling things, smelling oh, something, no. and then they broke in and found his body. And he had been dead for a couple of days, but the um, lock on his door was locked from the inside, like bolted from the inside. So they, and he had died like, of like a heart attack or something. Oh jeez. Yeah. Oh, my I'm God. Like, that's so weird. I know. I'm like, what the fuck? Sure she didn't poison him? But she yeah, had said they sure. they hadn't talked in two years. So. Mm, I don't believe her. But and anyway, go ahead. so they find out at this point that Lori had married Chad in Hawaii on November 5th. So she she's already married him. 
Didn't tell oh anyone. Oh, my God. In January, they finally search Chad's house. And on January 26th, they find Chad and Lori in Kauai. Mm. Somebody spots them at, like, the airport or something. And she won't say a word about where the kids are. And um, I'm not sure why they weren't, like, they didn't arrest her right there. But they were like, you have until Thursday to produce your kids. Mm-hmm. And um, when she didn't, they arrested her and sent her back to Arizona. So, don't worry, I'm almost done. I know you're dying over there. No, I'm just like, it's it's bugging the shit out of me where I've, it has to have been a podcast. Yeah. Like, I don't understand, like, what, I mean, how else I would have seen this. So, let me make sure I'm recording. It's just long. It's already an hour and 40 minutes. I would fucking punch you right in the throat. <laughs> I've checked it a couple times, but I just okay. wanted to check again. Oh, my God. So, a reporter who is covering the case gets an email from someone with all of Lori and Chad's wedding pictures. And they... We're married on a beach in Kauai, and they're alone. There's no kids with them. Hmm. And um, someone else, a realtor or something, comes forward and says that they had received, like, around this time, they had received an email from Chad. I didn't write this down because I just read it right before I left. Mm-hmm. They had received an email from Chad um, wanting to purchase, like, a piece of land or, a piece of, like, some property, asking questions about property. And said that, you know, it was just this um, newlywed couple, no kids, no pets. But you can't buy land in, ha- in Hawaii. I don't, think it, I don't know if it was in Hawaii. He, it was just oh, like okay. he was emailing some realtor. Um, so, yeah. So that proves no kids, no pets. I mean, they didn't have kids on November 5th. Oh, my God. So her mom. So they're, they're, she's arrested. Chad's still out. Her mom... Kay and her sister Summer start doing interviews defending Lori, saying she would never hurt the kids and she's a great mom and the kids are definitely somewhere safe. Um, her mom is interviewed a lot in this documentary and you can tell that she's like she was in deep denial about everything right. at that point. Right. She she says like so one of the hosts asked them if they thought she was in a cult and that Chad had brainwashed her and um her mom actually laughs and is like, no, that's there's no way she's in a cult. There's I not think, possible. I think as a mom, though, I think that you're kind of. Oh, yeah. You're not going to believe that about yeah, your kids. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you're kind Yeah. I don't think it's a good. Yeah. I think you're you're going to be in denial. Yeah. Mentally, even if you don't want to be. For sure. Right? Like, I think it's like normal. So, um, but she does say, like, in the documentary at the end that. That the, everyone was right and she was wrong. Mm. So she and she testifies oh, at that the. That sucks so much. For no, her. I know. I feel really bad. So investigators are able to get access to Lori's iCloud account, and they find photos of Tylee, JJ, and Alex at Yellowstone on September eighth. So we're in December right now, and this is September eighth. So they are able to get Alex's cell phone records and access his location, and on September 9th, he was at Chad's house in the backyard for two and a half hours. So Chad has like a huge piece of property. Uh-huh. And Alex is like right behind the house on the property for two and a half hours. And Just like so. Weeding? Yeah, I, I guess so. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. so 14 minutes after Alex leaves Chad's house, Chad texts, sends Tammy a text saying that he, Tammy wasn't dead at, in September at right. this point had decided to burn all the limb debris from a, before a storm rolled in. So he was going to have a big fire in their backyard. Mm-hmm. And, oh, also there was a raccoon by the fence so that he got his gun and shot it. So it's now buried in their pet cemetery. So there's going to be some dug up stuff in the pet cemetery. Mm, likely story. 
So don't worry about it, okay? Yeah, it's all don't fine. Pay any attention it's just a raccoon. That, that mound. So on June 9th, 2020, officers serve a search warrant for Chad's property and they start looking for bodies. So Chad and Lori are talking. Lori's in jail and Chad's at home. And he's sitting in the house while they're digging up his backyard. And so um, he tells her, they're so they're searching the property. And she's like, oh, are they in the house? And he says, no, but they're searching the property. So we will see what transpires. And he sounds so worried. Like, you can tell he's like, I mean, he knows what's going to happen. Yeah, he knows they're going to find something. Yeah. So he's watching them this whole time. And suddenly, I guess, when they get to where he knows the bodies are, he takes off in his SUV. And... That's not suspicious at all, though. (laughs) The officers chase him down and arrest him. So, like, why didn't you take off in your SUV before? What do you think? They're not going to find the... He never heard that song, Rose. What? Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be suspicious. I would have been like, I'm going to go get some food. I'll be right back. Uh, I need a... There's... I need to put air in my tire. Uh, (laughs) Put air in my tire. Something. Oh, my God. That was so spicy. It was all the seeds. Oh. <laughs> so Kobe talks about um, when the police called him to tell them they, that they found human remains on Chad's property. Mm. And it's so heartbreaking. He's like, is it a little person? Is it a teenager? Like, <gasps> Oh, no. Just trying to figure out if it was one of his siblings. And not too long later, it was confirmed that the remains were JJ and Tylee. Oh, my God. What the fuck? They play a recording of Kobe talking to Lori right after this. You want to talk about wanting to punch someone. Mm. She is fucking maddening. I don't know. I, I I would have to go down to the jail and beat the shit out of her if I was Colby. So he's telling her that he is trying to figure out what could have led to this. And he's like, there's just no explanation. And she's like, oh, because you were there because you know what happened. <laughs> what? Then he's like, mom, I just miss them so much. Like, he's like, I miss my siblings and she's like, oh, you don't think I miss them, too? And he's like, what do you mean you miss them? And she's like, how could I not? They were my babies. Uh, like, what a fucking psychopath. Oh, my God. So that poor kid, though. My God. Kobe? Yes. I know. Like, he, well, he's fucked up. You'll see. Um, he needs to go to, like, intense therapy living with that psychopath for so long. For sure. And she, you can tell she's just probably manipulated him his whole life. Oh, my life. God. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Without a so doubt. So it's believed that Tylee was killed on September 9th, the day after they were in Yellowstone, and JJ mm. was killed somewhere around the 22nd. One of the saddest things is that the when the detectives testified—oh, my God, this was so sad. So the one of the detectives testified that they uncovered the second grave, and there was what he knew was JJ. Like, he saw the face, right. and I oh. guess his body was still intact. God. And he was in red pajamas, like just full, like full on red pajamas. And there's a picture on Lori from from the 22nd that morning. And he's sitting on the couch, like playing with something in his red pajamas. Uh, So they killed him like right after that picture was taken. She fucking needs to. Oh, my God. I want to. I literally want to destroy this woman. So Lori was charged with the murder of her children and conspiracy to murder for the murder of Charles. Um, her lawyers had her committed to a mental health facility for 90 days, and they were saying she's not stable enough to, like, understand her charges, so she can't be on trial. In May of 2023, Lori received a—like, she was finally able to, to go to trial. She received a sentence of life in prison for the murders of each of her children, 
as well as for the conspiracy to commit murder and the death of Tammy. Wait, you said each I, of our children? Did you have kids with her? Did I? You did. Oh, each of her children. Okay. I did not have any children. I just thought maybe I missed something. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you didn't get that in the beginning? No, oh, I mean, I knew she husband. was in Hawaii, but I thought, that, <laughs> Jesus Christ, Rose had a sex with her too. <laughs> God damn, she had five husbands and Rose. <laughs> well, we probably couldn't have babies. I don't Maybe. I don't know. Well, you could I don't know how out. everything works. I have faith in you. <laughs> so um, it's weird that she was convicted for conspiracy to commit murder in the death of Tammy, but not in the death of Charles. Maybe they could. They've decided not to. to they do might that not one. have I don't know. enough evidence, and they figured it. Well, I don't know. So those sentences will be cons- be served consecutively with two additional life sentence and a sentence of ten years for grand theft to be served concurrently. The grand theft charge was for taking the kids' social security checks after they died. Her mom spoke at the trial and said the entire thing was about greed and asked the judge to ensure that Lori never breathes free air again because she is a danger to society who is beyond rehabilitation. That was her, her mom? Her mom said that. Oh, my God. That it, had to be That horrible. had to be hard, yeah. Honestly, though, I mean... But she killed as, her grandkids. I like, know, but as a mother, to get to the point where you say that about your own kid has to be horrendous. Yeah, Like, I'm it sure. just has to be, they like, like her- this heart-wrenching. Bitch. I know. Because you, you don't want to believe that about your own kid. Oh, I know, like... I mean, I'm sure she, I think she probably realized that she was in denial at some point and then accepted it. Right. You know what I mean? Like maybe she went to therapy or something. I was I just listening to, um, I happened to stumble upon, went down a rabbit hole and stumbled upon a, the, the um, Kaylee um, Anthony? Anthony story. Oh, my God. And Talk about one that pisses me oh off. Oh, my God. And the mother was like. You know, what's going on? Let me help you. What's, you know, where's Kaylee? Where's Kaylee? And And she was like. And then finally, the mother's like, what do you mean she's fucking gone? What do you mean she's been... What do you mean you haven't seen her in 30 yeah, days? Like, the mother went that. nuts. Yeah. And, yeah, and it was like... It had to be heart-wrenching, though, for yeah, her to that be like, one, I now can't I have even, to turn on my daughter, and, yeah. I can't listen to that. Oh, it makes... That makes... Enrages me. I'm it, like, how was she not convicted? Yeah, it's... I'll, I'll tell you about what I listened to. Ugh, it's fucking crazy. It, has, it really has nothing to do with my... Almost nothing to do with my story, but I... Went down a rabbit hole and got lost. <laughs> I was enraged listening to that story again. Oh, my God. Enraged. It makes me so mad. So anyway, Chard, Chad. Chard? Chard with Chad. Chad was charged with Tammy's murder and the murder of, his, of the children. And he pleaded not guilty on all counts. His trial will be held in April of 2024. So his, he's got a long way to go. Where's that trial? Is it in... I guess Arizona. I'd love to go. And I hope he lives a long time in prison. Um, I hope he doesn't get the death penalty because I want him to be, like, suffer. Because you know people will fucking yeah. beat the shit out of him. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay, so Colby. Lots of stuff on the internet about Colby. I guess the stepsons, um, Charles Vallow's step, Charles Vallow's sons said a lot about Colby. Like, he wasn't. Um, he was like a sicko or they, I don't know. There were some things said about him. And then. I can't imagine um, why he'd have mental problems. Well, no, he I seems know. like he should have been a very secure young man. Right. Yeah. And so right after this um, or right before this documentary was supposed to come out, which I think it just came out not too long ago. Um, Colby was arrested because his his wife, Kelsey, accused him of rape. Oh, no. Yeah. 
And he admitted to it. I guess she got him on recording admitting to it. And so then he had also admitted it to the cops. I feel sorry for this guy. I, I mean, really I do. do. I, I mean, I'm not saying he... And a lot of people, like on Reddit, I read a lot of Reddit threads. A lot of people were like, oh, you can tell he's a psychopath and this. And I just, when I was watching it, I, I felt like some of it he was kind of like looking for attention or maybe faking. Like, But I can't imagine what his life was like with that woman. No, I mean, there was no stability. No stability. He was like riding on his psycho mother's coattails. Yeah. So he's like, how do you, how do you get through life? Being a psychotic person. That's right. That's what yeah. you learn. Yeah. And it seemed like like a lot of people were saying that like maybe he was doing stuff to his sister and why are they so close? And I'm like, they could have been close because they had this shitty yeah, growing up and like, they they found solace like, in being. I don't know. Like, I I I don't like that people are like saying that. You know, yeah. like we will never know for one. Right. And why are you going to be presumptuous about right. that? That's not like, something. This, you this guy's now. already had a shit life and he's dealt with his mom killing his sibling. Like, oh, he didn't love. Ky- he was faking it when he was asking about. Tylee and JJ and all this and it did not appear that way to me I mean when he was talking about like hearing about the them finding their body and stuff he was like you could tell he was like reliving it again you know it seemed really awful to him so I don't I don't know I don't believe that stuff but then he raped his wife so it's hard to you know know what's going on with him Hopefully yeah, he gets help. Oh, and... Yeah, hopefully he'll get some help because he definitely didn't have a good foundation yeah. in his life. Right. So how's he supposed to have any kind of normal life? And also, he's also still very religious. Oh. Which, that's worse. Yeah, which doesn't help Makes it me. worse. So um, that's the story of that crazy bitch. Hopefully she Gross, my God. What I know. the fuck? That was horrible. It was horrible. Thanks for ruining my, my Sunday fun day. <laughs> <laughs> you still drunk, Lynn? No, I'm not anymore. No, now you're sober, now aren't I'm you? I'm sober. I'm ready for bed and miserable. <laughs> Good. Oh, just how grief. I like grief. So, you guys, if you like that, if you like that, or you hated it, whatever it might be, <laughs> um, you can reach out to us on No Ordinary Women Pod on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, and then on the X, we are No Ord O R D Women Pod. Um, you can also email us. We're, we have a website, and you can go to our website and look, listen to episodes there or direct you to Apple or Spotify or whatever podcast platform you want to go to, noordinarywomen.com. We got another like this week, y'all, and we love, love, love. Yeah, if we you got guys another re- rating. Another rating. I'm sorry. If you guys go on on your podcast platform, Apple being the most um, – the one that gives us the most – uh, feedback would be um, any podcast platform, though, like, follow, rate, and review us. And the review doesn't have to be a big, long, special thing. It can just be like, Lynn's hot and Rose is not. That's all you have to say. And you can't actually like us on those. You can just follow us. But you can follow some us. Some old ladies don't know that. So Yeah, you can follow some us. Some hot old ladies. <laughs> rate and review us. <laughs> but yeah, the rating and reviewing helps tremendously to put us in an algorithm. Yes. And we are seeking out some steps up in the near future. And we'll be back with that maybe next week or the week after and let you know. Yeah. Lynn's going to start having sex to make us money. Yes, I will. Finally. Obviously. She's just going to start charging. She's been doing it all along. For free. I got to start charging now. Yeah. Someone's got to do it because you're sure as shit not. That's right. All right. (laughs) Until next week, you got – well, until Thursday. Yeah. 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 Soon. Soon. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bye.